Let Dr. Wayne W. Dyer take you on a voyage of discovery where you can begin to tap into the amazing manifesting powers that you possess. As a loyal podcast listener, Hay House would like to offer the ebook version of Wishes Fulfilled, Mastering the Art of Manifesting to you for free for a limited time to help you learn how to obtain what you truly desire. You're invited to open yourself up to a new way of experiencing life by imagining exactly what you would like to manifest for yourself. By using your imagination and practicing the art of assuming the feelings of your wishes being fulfilled, you will discover that you possess the ability to become the person you were destined to be. Get your free Wayne Dyer ebook now at hayhouse.com slash manifest. That's hayhouse.com slash manifest. Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. Dr. Dyer, welcome to our program together. Thank you. It's nice to be back. I know. You took a little time off. You had some touring to do and lecturing to do. And family to visit. Family to visit, yeah. all of that, all of that to be done. I know some listeners have been writing in wondering where you've been, <laughs> so just trying to let them know. Give them a globe and tell them to pick a point. They'll <laughs> find me somewhere. That's right. Throw an arrow at it. Well, you know, in our ongoing effort to uh, move through some of the chapters in your Being in Balance, your latest book that you have out, I thought today maybe we could concentrate on the second chapter of that book, which is uh, balancing your desire to be at peace and your need to achieve Especially as we go into these busy, busy uh, end of the year, you know, frantic state. Maybe right. you could give us some enlightenment on um, what you meant in this chapter. Well, I call it, uh, you know, the, there's more to life than making it go faster. And that was a quote from Gandhi um, when he would always tell people who were, particularly people who were uh, loaded down with stress. I came across an amazing statistic not too long ago that there's 112 million uh, people in the United States. That's one out of every three uh, who are. Uh, taking some kind of a medication uh, to uh, relieve them of uh, anxiety or stress or depression or or these kinds of uh, things that are uh, basically the result of us uh, trying to uh, trying to push too hard or trying to uh, get too much done or, un- or have an inability to just say no when uh, when we're confronted with uh, all kinds of people uh, coming at us i had something happen like that just this morning someone called up and you know, wanted me to uh, do to add a little writing assignment for something that uh, I just simply don't have the time for. And there was a time when I would uh, ham and aha, and and they would, and then they would, of course, uh, grasp onto that uh, little bit of uh, reservation that I might have, and and try to use a little bit of guilt. And before you know it, I would be having another assignment and one more thing on the pile that I would have to do. But I've learned uh, the magic of those uh, those two uh, little uh, those two little letters combined to to make the word no, and uh, and and the more that this person would talk, I, I finally I responded by saying, "But you didn't understand." I I said, "No, I, I'm unable to do that," like five minutes ago, and uh, and finally the person got the message, and I didn't do it nasty, I didn't get get myself all upset or get them all upset or whatever, and and when I hung up, I was very relieved that I didn't have one more little writing thing that they wanted me to do. It was only going to take an hour of my time and all of that, all of those reasons that they were giving me. So I think one of the things that we have to learn to do uh, in order to slow ourselves down and to remove some of these uh, these stress-producing things that we have uh, 
you know, and people are taking pills to be able to go to sleep uh, for insomnia. They're taking pills to, you know, every time there's any kind of a little anxious thing that comes up, uh, they're taking them for their uh, a, a deficit disorders, attention deficit disorders, and we've got more labels and things that we're placing on people that didn't even exist a few years ago. Uh, and, of course, we're selling medication uh, in large, large, large amounts at very, very expensive prices in order for us to just maintain something that we all have naturally within ourselves. I just returned from the mainland. I live on Maui. I'm on Maui now. And I notice a big difference that when I'm here and then when I'm on the mainland. As soon as I got off the, the plane and uh, got into a car, uh, I noticed that the people uh, on the mainland were doing more honking of their car, of their horns. And, and people were anxious that people were driving a little bit closer to my uh, uh, to my car than they normally than what I'm normally accustomed to, and uh, I, I seem to be getting exasperated kinds of looks at me. And I kept thinking to myself, what what is the big hurry? Where is everybody going? Why is everybody trying to get someplace else so so quickly? Uh, and it's it, it's like when you're on the island or when you're in nature, uh, and when you're out there, you know, just allowing yourself to to live at peace and be in a, in a peaceful state. You don't. You find yourself. Uh, sl- everything slows down. Your metabolism slows down. Uh, you you begin to notice things that uh, that weren't that you didn't see before. A simple cloud formation can be something that you can spend some time at. A a uh, looking at a spider web, which is one of my favorite things to do. I still cannot figure out how in the world that they can they can create those perfect creations time after time after time. Uh, or to uh, just to examine a simple little thing like a tree. There's so much to learn in the Tao. The Tao, which I've been writing about, and I'm working on a new book called Change Your Thoughts, uh, Change Your Life, How to Live the Wisdom of the Tao. And the Tao, written 2,500 years ago, really uh, tells people that God is in nature, uh, not in uh, you know some being outside of us, but in, in nature. Find, find yourself a place or a time or uh, an experience every single day, if you can, where you're just uh, you know in tune with nature and slowing yourself down just a little bit and learning and practicing to say no I, I don't have the I, I don't have the inclination to take on uh, something else just uh, getting yourself into that more slowed down easier more peaceful state that uh, you were conceived in and that you uh, that you have deep within you there's a uh, there's a line that uh, Herman Melville one of my favorite lines from Herman Melville's Moby Dick. He says, uh, for as this appalling ocean surrounds the verdant land, so in the soul of man lies one insular Tahiti, full of peace and joy, but encompassed by all of the horrors of the half-lived life. There's a place deep within each and every one of us, and uh, and that that place of peace, that place of of joy, place of uh, calmness, of kindness, of uh, that is stress-free. It's something that we can retreat through and, uh, to and go within at any time in our lives. Uh, and we, we fill ourselves with all of these ideas that if I'm not busy and if I'm not doing something and if I'm not taking on more chores, then somehow I'm incomplete. And I, don't, I think one of the great lessons that I try to write about in, in that second chapter of Being in Balance is that, uh, <clears throat> quoting from Nisargadatta Maharaj, a great teacher of mine in India, and he said, you don't have to do anything. You, you know, you just have to be. And it's very interesting. The more you allow yourself to just be and to be at peace and to be more of an observer and to be aligned with and tuned into into nature and your natural rhythms uh, and stop all of that internal kind of, I've got to do this. If I don't get it done, if I don't get it done on time, then if you get rid of all of that kind of thing, the inclination to have to take up 
a pill to lower your blood pressure and another pill to, uh, to, to, to tranquilize you and get you down and another pill to help you to go to sleep and, and uh, another pill to keep you from uh, uh, having more uh, uh, attention deficit disorders or to slow yourself down. Uh, this to me is all interfering with our natural rhythms, the natural rhythm of, of joy and peace and slowing ourselves down. Um, and I find when I get when I get out, when I'm on the island, when I'm here on the island, when I'm uh, in the water, and when I'm doing yoga, and when I'm walking, and I'm pe- the, the irony of all of ironies is that the more I stay at peace and uh, in 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 those, in those joyful, calm states, literally, the more I get done. It's just, it just it's easier to do things when you don't have any pressure on yourself in order to complete them. When you just allow yourself. Uh, to be in that natural straight state rather than trying to push yourself. So that's my little advice on how to slow down. Ah, well, that's a great message for those of us right now who feel immense pressure to buy more things and see people that we may not want to see and go places all during the holidays in particular. You know, well, when we have a hard time saying no, <laughs> that our yeah, personal time is, the is holidays, more important. Uh, the holidays should be, uh, you know, the, they, they, uh, they represent uh, a, a time. Almost all of the holidays are, are based around a spiritual practice of some kind or another, you know, whether it's Christianity or whether it's uh, Judaism or the, the Ramadan and, and so on. And all of them, you know, it's, it's, it's time for us to go within and remind ourselves what this is all about. There's uh, there's nobody that you have to see that you don't want to see. There's nothing that you have to buy that you don't want to buy. There's all of it. Every single bit of that is just simply a choice. And um, you're, you'll never find me. You don't ever have. If you're ever looking for me, by the way, don't look for me in a mall. Don't look for me in some place out there buying things and wrapping them up and putting. That's not the way I do the holidays. I do them in a very very different way. And perhaps I'll do a show on that in the future. That'd be a great idea. Maybe yeah. in the next couple of weeks. Right. Well. While uh, while the time is ripe. Well, Dr. Dyer, um, we have a, a little bit of time before our break. I think I'd like to bring Sam on the air with us from okay, Line great. 4, Boston, Massachusetts. Sam, maybe you could just say hello and give us your question, and then Dr. Dyer can respond to you after the break. What's going on, Sam? Nothing, nothing much, Summer. How are you doing? Very Hi, well. Sam. How are you doing, Dr. Dyer? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? Great. This is, this is surreal talking. I can't believe I'm actually connected with you right now. Wow. Um, well, my question was, I've been getting into a lot of your teachings lately, and I've been unbelievably inspired, and it's almost like connecting what I haven't been able to describe in my life with, like, a realization of what you've been talking about. Uh-huh. And and I'm, I'm in college right now. I'm going to school for architecture, and... I've been trying to find what it is that's my life purpose, that's my, that should be my fulfillment, you know, not searching with my ego, but searching with what is in tune for me, what's meant for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not sure exactly how to find that. What, what's the best way to find my purpose? What, what is it that gives you um, your greatest passion? I mean, what's your, like your, the greatest passion that you have in your life? Um, well... I mean, I'm still pretty young. I've been fine. I've been just trying to absorb. You don't. You know, you might be young, but I mean, you might only have an hour left too. I mean, you might have a bus waiting to hit you when you walk out. You know, so it's like. Uh, so this is, what I'm trying to say is, you you only get now. You know, you get you get to live today. And what we do when we try to find something really big like our purpose and just sort of connect to it uh, as, uh, as something that's going to take care of us for the rest of our life 
if we can break it down into something manageable, like uh, you know, what what gives me, what do I feel great about? What do I feel internally uh, uh, that I know that I'm I'm really here doing what I was destined to to do? What what gives me the greatest amount of pleasure or joy in my life? Can you what would what would the answer to that be? Well, honestly, I've been getting into a lot of uh, new groundbreaking type of physics. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard about, like, uh, string theory and a lot of things like that. It's sure. Really interesting. I mean, I'm going to school for architecture, and, I mean, that I I don't think I've experienced enough of to really get a full feel for it yet. But uh-huh. I mean, every, everything with physics has just been... So whatever, if if you feel passionate about discovering, you know, like the, the the mysteries behind quantum physics or the mysteries behind, you know, what's holding this universe together, you know, I have a little uh, a little uh, toy in my, I guess it's a toy. My daughter, my daughter Stephanie gave it to me. Uh, it's in my living room here on Maui, and it's it's just a, a world. It's a, a globe of the world. Okay. And this globe uh, is uh, is got an electromagnetic field around it, and it's got a plug, and you plug it in, and then you set this thing, and right in the middle of it, and it sits there suspended in midair, in this electromagnetic field. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these or not. And uh, it's just it's the most fascinating thing in the world because it's just sitting there. It's just like uh, you you run your finger all the way around it, and it's just suspended in midair. And everybody that walks in here, I ask them, what do you think of that? And some people look at it and they go, oh, well, it's just a little toy and it's all this. I said, well, wait a minute. This is much more than a toy. Look at that. What do you think is holding that thing in place? Well, magnets of some kind. I said, yeah, but that's a force. That's an invisible force. There's an invisible intelligence in there that is holding that thing. And I have been so inspired by that crazy little toy thinking about, now, you're going to architecture school, and I really wanted to talk to an architect about this because, I, I mean, if that's a possibility that we can uh, plug something in and, and hold it and suspend it in midair, that's exactly what's happening with the Earth, by the way. I mean, it's just uh, electromagnetic fields are just holding it in midair. Uh, couldn't we build a house uh, and have, uh, have the furniture, like have the bed? Suspended in midair in an electromagnetic field. I mean, if it works for a tiny little thing like a, a grapefruit size, uh, uh, you know, globe, it certainly must work for you know anything else. A big uh, size shouldn't make any difference if the theory is there. Do you see what I mean? I mean, it's like you can get excited and thrilled about anything, and when you are, when you're in passion, when you're in that place within yourself where you feel so divinely passionate about something, you are not only on purpose. But you are uh, exhibiting the fact that whatever it is that you feel passion about, you can manifest and attract and create for yourself in your life. And, and that's really my answer to you. It's like finding whatever it is that you find so exciting about whatever it is that you're reading, whatever it is that you're experiencing, and then taking it out there, getting out there in nature, and just uh, you know, and, and making that. Uh, you know the focus of, uh, of of your of your day today. Now next week it might be something totally different. I mean, I did uh, 15 minutes before I did this show. I went for a long swim out in the Pacific Ocean, and on the way back, walking back, there was a squid, a squid on the sand. Now I've never seen a squid uh, that was th- this big. It was almost three feet in diameter. This huge thing, and I only knew it was a squid because it was because uh, I, when I turned it over with my foot, because the thing was almost dot that all this black ink came out of it. And I thought, 
you know, I'm going to look look up look that thing up on the on the internet. I'm going to find out uh, what kind of a squid that would be, and what you know wh- whether I'm just uh, you know wh- whether I'm going to ever eat calamari again or whatever. At any rate, it's like you can find new passion every moment, every day in your life instead of looking for it in something outside of yourself. Right. Does that answer your question? It's just that's where I, where it feels like to me this morning. Yes, that's that's perfect. And and I've also been. I mean, I'm I'm in the middle of reading uh, the power of intention. I mean, I'm just uh, just starting like recently in my life to focus on intending to get these things in my life that are on purpose and that I'm meant to be. Yeah, find excitement in everything. As, as Rumi says, uh, one of my favorite quotes of sell your cleverness and purchase bewilderment. Get yourself yep. into a state of awe about everything in this universe. Go out there and just stand next to a tree and, and ask yourself, how similar am I to a tree? Just because I move about uh, and, and from place to place and this tree doesn't, but it's rooted in the ground and it is extended outward and it is always reaching toward the light. Okay? I mean, that is such a perfect metaphor for what you can do. You can find your purpose in even just observing a tree every day of your life. That's what the Tao has taught me to do. Well, Sam, thank you for your call. I think we're going to let you go now. I could go on with this all day. I know you could. I know that's (laughs) why I'm very motivated. (laughs) But we have a full board of callers. I'd love to get some other people in as well. Thanks for your call, Sam. Thanks, Sam. God bless you, my friend. All right. Let us move on. We have Rhonda now. She is in Bradenton, Florida. Rhonda, welcome to our show. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Hi, Rhonda. Hi, Dr. Dyer. Um, I want to tell you that over vacation a couple weeks ago, I listened to there's a spiritual solution to every problem. Right. And that was amazing. Like, I've watched you on television, and I at this, I got done listening to the CDs and went and bought um, Being in Balance. And it was uh-huh. an amazing book. Thank you for writing. Oh, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure. I, I love it. But um, there is one thing after, you know, sometimes I catch myself going, well, what would Dr. Dyer do? Right? Uh-huh. You know, what has he taught us to do? And I'm in the situation, this is kind of um, me letting my ego down to call in. Uh-huh. because I have um, a nationwide business, and um, I'm on television a lot, and I have my own radio show. And so, you know, it looks like I'm successful, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the company that I've been investing to, investing in and getting, you know, national recognition doesn't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And um, I did exactly what you just told Sam to do. <laughs> um, I actually even quit a job and started my passion, a company, that, um, you know, for some reason God gave me this ability that if you ask me, what should I get my wife, and I don't want to spend any money, it will come to me. And uh-huh. people say, wow. So I thought, well, I can help other people not spend mm-hmm. a lot of money and go buy junk, right? So I started this business, and I've been waiting and waiting and investing. And now, even though I hear everything you're saying, and oh, my goodness, I try to do it, it's just kind of like, oh, you know, you just keep waiting. and. I, in the, in the um, you're, there's a spiritual solution to every problem. You said something in there I remember about waiting is, you know, like it's already here, act like it's already here. Right. And I keep doing that, and I just don't know if you've ever found yourself in a situation where you believed and you were passionate and you tried and you did it, and it's just not happening. Well, it just depends on what you mean by not happening uh, and, and how you evaluate, you know, these things. I mean, you use the word success. Uh, to describe, you know, what, what looked like all the external indices of, of what success is, you know, successful radio show, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're, you've got visibility, you know, you've got the ability to, 
to identify, you know, certain kinds of things that would help other people in business and so on. And if, if as long as you are, no matter what you think, is it Barb? What is your first name? My name's Rhonda. Rhonda. Uh, Rhonda, no matter um, how much, how you phrase or rephrase everything that you just said to me as you listen to the show over again, uh, you're still coming from lack. You're still coming from a position that says, uh, I don't have enough, uh, or it's not, it's not showing up the way I want it to show up. Um, it's like, uh, and, and until you can get past that, until you can get yourself into the present moment and say, you know, whatever I'm supposed to have is here. It's, it's, it's here. And if, if more is supposed to come, I'm open to it and I'm ready for it and it's, it's on its way and it's likely going to show up. So anyway, this, uh, this idea of, uh, of, uh, interfering in, um, in divine timing. Um, your, it's your passion, dear. It's your passion that is, is your measure of, of your success. Are you living it? Are you feeling fulfilled? Are you feeling like you're making a difference? Are you excited? Are you happy? Are you in awe? Are you bewildered? Is it a glorious time uh, in your life? If those, an- if the answers to those things are yes, um, the details of, uh, of how much shows up and when it shows up and if it's going to show up in the way that you think that it should show up, those are Diff- those are different indices than uh, than you want to be using to to measure you know the happiness or the joy or the success of your life. And I know that sounds uh, easy to say in a materialistic world that uh, you know requires us to pay our mortgages and so on. But right. it's my knowing within that when you stay with your bliss, when you really stay with it, um, that whatever it is that uh, you uh, you are desiring will show up for you, and it'll show up to you exactly when it's needed. I really appreciate you saying that. I always try to remember um, when you tell the story of your daughter when you were on stage at PBS about how she wanted to make a CD. Right. And, um, you know, you, she wanted it and she wanted it and you kept telling her to envision it. And I always try to do that because that was such a great story. Yeah, it's, the idea is that it's, it's, see, it's in the, I always tell her that, it's in the contemplation of the idea that you create the power to have it show up. It's not... It's not just the fact that you think it and that, uh, and then you say, oh, and then you pray for it, because that's almost always the worst thing that you can do anyway. Because when you when you pray to God to uh, resolve a problem for you, the assumption behind that activity is that God is a withholding God, that God has health and has wealth and has prosperity and has the right person and all that, uh, but it's withholding it from you. And God is not a withholding God. There's nothing being withheld at all. It's a constant state of creation. So it's in the contemplation of it and then staying with it. And every time she would hang up, you know, the the the, the, the studio would open up, and then the the right the musicians would show up. And then she called me, and finally I said, you know, I said something to her, but honey, uh, it costs money to do that. And she said, that's why I'm calling you. I mean, she had it all down, and it all worked out for her. And her CD is doing great now, and she's working on her third one. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's in. Keep that in mind. It's in the contemplation of the idea. You know, the law of flotation was not discovered by the contemplation of the thinking of things. You know, the law of flying was not discovered by the contemplation of the staying on the ground of things. You're still contemplating the staying on the ground of things for yourself instead of contemplating and really feeling the uh, exuberance of what it is that you want to manifest and knowing, just knowing and saying thank you. Thank you, thank you, and it will show. It will I in divine really time. I needed to hear that, Dr. Dyer. I'm so glad I got through to you. I really am, and I, your teachings mean so much. And I am really waiting for the book 
on God gives you your friends to apologize for your family. Right. <laughs> I'm waiting for that one I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. I'm working on the dial right now. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much Thanks, for Rhonda. God bless you. Thanks, no, Rhonda. Thanks. I kind of like the idea of a, a contemplating of staying on the ground of things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I understood what you meant. I saw that very clearly. That made sense right. to me. Good. All right, Dr. Dare. Let's go on now. We've got Edward. He's in Westchester, California. Edward, welcome to our program today with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Edward. How are you? Oh, I'm well. I'm well. I'm, it's not, and the sun's shining. I'm actually sitting under a tree, so listening to you talk about relating to a tree was a... Uh, a good oh thing man, I'm telling you, trees can just trees blow me away. I mean, they yeah, really, man, I hear you. You know, I mean, you can you can literally put your arms around a tree and feel the energy of a tree, and you just have to watch them. I mean, on yeah. Maui, on Maui especially, there's palm trees, and boy, those are, these are the most amazing things that God yeah. ever created. I mean, yeah. these, these winds come up at uh, 100 miles an hour, and they just bend uh, over. They're the most flexible, beautiful things. Yeah, <laughs> I have those outside my window. I live in Venice Beach also, so I have those outside my window, and I yeah, same thing. Much to learn from them. One of my favorite stories is of uh, my little girl when she was three years old. We had told her that if you ever get separated from mommy or daddy, just go ho- hug a tree and just hang on to the tree. And we'll there you go. <laughs> if you have a four-year-old, I'm going to tell them the same thing. Yes. We found her one day standing out there hugging a tree. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> she said, I'm practicing. <laughs> I thought it was really great. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. What's up? What's on your mind, Edward? Um, well... I, 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 I've been listening and listening, and everything's speaking so directly to me. But, because lately, things have been amazing. Like finally, a lot of these law of attraction type things are clicking with me. You know, I've, I was just the other day I was thinking of my friend. Oh no, I was thinking back on my elementary school years. Right. Thinking about who are my true friends. You know, before I started worrying about what anyone thought of me. Right. Right. I'm 32 now. This is and so. I thought of one, this one name came up first thing. You know, and I just sort of remembered what it was like hanging out with him. Uh huh. Two days later, I got an email from him through his website. Gonna, I was just going to say, boy, I'll tell you what, you just, you, I, I knew before you said that that, yeah. he, that he contacted you after you yeah. activated that intelligence. You activated that energy. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I, yeah and I knew you know, because like, that, that, that's one of the things I've heard other people talking about law of attraction. That's one of the first things they say. So when that happened, I threw my hands up. I said, oh, my God, you know. And, uh, you know, like I've been, I've been doing one thing you t- talked about doing the, uh, whenever I find money or anything, because I've been, you know, looking into the, my money, wanting to attract more of it, you know, just to allow me to do what I right. want to do. And so every time I find it now, I'm just like, thank you, you know, thank you for the symbol of your abundance. And right. all of a sudden, oh, man, I, I always got a want, like a little, I mean, it's small, but, you know, relative, but it's big for me. I have, a, you know, money in my pocket all the time now, you know. And uh, so that's going great, you know. I remember, uh, I remember my friend Ron, who works at Hay House, telling me the story of Louise Hay, when she first started doing these abundance um, uh, seminars years ago, back in the 1980s, uh, you know, this was when uh, she was working with AIDS patients and so on, and then uh-huh. and, they, and they asked her to do a thing on abundance. So she there was uh, there was eight of them, and they were sitting around in a living room. And so uh-huh. she she said to each one of them, she said, to "Take out all of the money that you have and put it on uh-huh. the table." Uh-huh. Uh, so they took the money. Uh, each person took the and one person had like three dollars, another person had uh, fifty cents, another person had no money at all. You know, so there was like a total of uh, these people were carrying around with them, you know, almost no symbols of abundance, and yet they were trying to attract abundance. And she said to them, and I'll never forget this, she uh, said, how do you expect to attract prosperity into your life if you don't carry around evidence of it in the first place so that it yeah. can match up with what you have? 
and right. people have always been surprised that that with me that yeah. I carry, that I carry money with me. I and, yeah. and no matter where I go, I always carry a few thousand dollars with me. Yeah. Uh, for, and, and and it's like and it isn't because I'm insecure. It isn't because of it reminds right, me yeah. of the days I was in an orphanage. It's because that it's like if you surround yourself with what it is that you intend to manifest, you you become a vibrational match to it. Yeah. So yeah, you don't want to yeah. walk around at, uh, you know in an impoverished way expecting to attract right. uh, abundance in your life. And there's a you good know, lesson in that. I heard you say that before, and immediately, I mean, I love carrying money. I've always just loved the feeling of it. And I carried, so I got 200 out, you know, and, then I, and I'm like, I had all this money in the bank, but I got 200 out, and I was feeling good, and then I came across a man who was asking for money, and I had like $45 left or whatever, and I uh-huh. I felt like God saying, if you want me to give you money, you got to give it without asking, you know, you don't, you don't want to hold back on people either if you want me to not hold back. Right. I just took all that money and threw it in his his bucket, you know, and I saw his face, you know, I kept walking, but I looked back and saw his face like, whoa. Yeah. I can't believe that, you know, he got 45, whatever it was. Right. And, uh, when you say, when you say to the universe, you know, uh, you know, I am I'm I am being generous with you. The universe responds back with, "I'll be yeah. generous back with you." When you when you say to the universe, "Gimme, gimme, gimme," I don't yeah. have enough. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Right. The universe says back to you, "No, you give me, give me, give me," and you're always in a state of lack. And it's a very right, interesting right. proposition. Yeah, it really works that way. Yeah, so what, let me just say real one thing. Uh, this is a what was the fellow's name, quick. by the way? What was the name of the person who who you contacted who had the email? Who, what was his name? Uh, Mike Acuna. Mike? Yeah, Mike. Has, has, have you reconnected back with him? Um, it was it just happened yesterday, and I sent him my phone number, so I'm hoping that I know that I'll hear from him soon. Yeah, see, he's got something for you. Uh, he's got something to tell you, something really, really important for you. I would, I would, uh, I would get on that right away today if I were you. Okay. Okay. Sometime this afternoon. Yeah, because the yeah the, that there's no accident in that, and I just have a real strong sense that uh, oh. that he's got something to tell you that it's gonna. And you're not even gonna. He he doesn't even know what he's got to tell you, but when it when it, he when he says it, right, gonna, right, 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 it's gonna really, really click with you. If you would like to hear more of Dr. Dyer's radio show, tune in to HayHouseRadio.com. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit HayHouse.com. Thank you for listening.